0: The other side at midnight. Local spotlight. Good morning. Hello, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. I'm sure a lot of you are like me, where you're just constantly surrounded by the news. You keep the radio on, you hear the news. You walk into your office and they have the news channels on, you see the news. You get news alerts on your phone, you see the news. You go on social media, you see the news. News, news, news. It often feels like by the time I read the paper, I know all the stories that are already in there. That's why I was very interested to read a story last night that I had not seen and I think is really interesting and I suspect that many of you who are New York City political junkies are going to be into this as well. The city of New York is offering a chance to own a piece of mayoral history as it is auctioning off a bevy of presents That were given to former mayors. I am going to bid on this stuff. I think this is the coolest thing in the world. Among the unique items on the block is a glass paperweight gifted to the late mayor David Dinkins by Diana Ross at a Friars Club event which as of yesterday had a high bid of only $51. I may bid on that. Also up for sale was a pair of white Nike Air Force One sneakers signed by rappers Ice-T and Fab Five Freddy that were given to Mayor Mike Bloomberg at a press conference and which had a bid in the $200 range. The roughly two dozen items also include gifts given to former Mayor Ed Koch who had a collection of framed images including one of Statue of Liberty signed by the famous artist Peter Max and Rudy Julian who left behind several pieces of sports memorabilia, including a clock with the logo of his beloved Yankees. So I think this is really neat. I'm going to bid on uh, some of this stuff. I'm going to put a link to it up on my Facebook page. I don't get a cut of this. The taxpayers get it all, as it should be. But I, I suspect many of you are going to be interested in it. So if you want to bid on any of these items, you can just go to Facebook.com MoranoFan. That's uh, Facebook.com slash M-O-R-A-N-O-Fan. Interested buyers can pick up rare items, such as a Louis Vuitton soccer ball given to Mayor Giuliani in 1988 in honor of the World Cup. And as of uh, yesterday, the bids for that were in the $600 range. A pair of Tiffany & Company Globe Cufflinks given to Mayor Giuliani. Meanwhile, we're going for just $100. So you can actually get some pretty good deals, it seems. Although I suspect now that uh, I've talked about it and other people are talking about it, and I think there's been a few articles about it, there was one in the New York Post, that uh, the bidding is going to go up. There's even a cowboy hat that was given to Mayor Mike Bloomberg after the city hosted the Country Music Awards in 2008. As of yesterday, it had a $63 bid. So don't bid against me. Don't make that my penalty for telling you about it, but there's some neat stuff on here. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side of Midnight. 77 WABC. Local Spotlight. Good morrow, everyone. This is The Other Side of Midnight on 77 WABC. I'm Frank Morano. Obviously, we do this show for everyone who listens to it, but I have to pick one group of listeners as my favorite, and that is the group of listeners who are literally a captive audience. That's right. I am talking about the incarcerated. The incarcerated among you are my absolute favorite listeners. I know you're going through a tough time, whether you're locked up for a couple of months or a few years or maybe longer than that. It's not easy, and I appreciate the fact that you are letting me spend some of your time behind bars with you. This story really grinds my gears. More than four Months have gone by, and incarcerated people in this city have not had access to educational, entertainment, and religious material on tablets that they've had for years. And experts said this could contribute to historic. ...highs in violence. Apparently, this is what occurred. These devices, just so you understand, give locked-up individuals something that was theirs and some semblance of control. Could be education, could be entertainment, could be communication, whatever it is. Some semblance of control over their own lives. But what occurred here is the contract with the tablet provider... APDS quietly ended on June 30th and was not extended for reasons that the Department of Correction has not explained. The program had been in place since 2015 and was expanded to reach almost all of the approximately 5,000 detainees at Rikers during COVID. Now, more than four months have gone by and incarcerated people have not had access to any of this stuff. A spokesperson for the Department of Corrections said three weeks ago that the agency was finalizing a contract with a new tablet provider. The announcement could still come any day. This canceled tablet program was entirely free for incarcerated individuals. Civil rights activists, advocates for the incarcerated, and others are concerned Concerned that a new tablet provider may not honor the same deal and may charge incarcerated people to use basic services like. Messaging. In New York State prisons, for instance, the for profit company JPay charges inmates 20 cents for every outgoing email. Think about that, 20 cents. JPay charges for other services too. A digital music album costs New York inmates as much as $46. So these prisoners, it's bad enough that they're behind bars, they're also being bilked by these folks. I hope they're able to figure this out, and I hope these inmates are able to get access to this material again. Beam me up! To be continued. The Other Side at Midnight. Local Spotlight. Well, it certainly pays to be a New York State legislator, and they can thank the New York State Court of Appeals for that. A mechanism for granting state lawmakers their first salary increases in decades was upheld by New York's highest court in a ruling handed down on Thursday. The lawsuit, which was filed in 2018, challenged whether state lawmakers and the governor could throw the decision to pay raises for all 213 members of the Senate and the Assembly to an appointed commission. See, you always have to watch out for these appointed commissions. More often than not, these commissions only exist to make decisions that politicians are afraid to make for themselves so essentially what the commission said was all right legislature we'll give you your pay raise and it'll go up a little bit each year for the next few years until ultimately you're the best paid legislators in the entire country but here's the caveat here's the proviso here's the catch you're not allowed to get outside income. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Because if I'm making $5 million by working for a big law firm like Weitz and Luxembourg, like Shelley Silver was, and I'm making $79,500 working for the taxpayer – Where is my loyalty? Is my loyalty to Whites and Luxembourg or is my loyalty to the taxpayers? Of course, your loyalty is generally to the people that pay you. Same thing if you're working for Pfizer or any other uh, big telecommunications company. So we had a system which in some ways was the worst of both worlds legislators that had another job were cashing in big time because of the access they had in making laws. And legislators that didn't have another job were poor. They couldn't afford to pay their bills, quite literally. So the decision by the commission was a wise one. But there was a lawsuit, and they basically contended that the commission was an unconstitutional workaround. And in a 4-2 ruling on Thursday, the state's top judges ruled the commission had the authority to grant the pay raises, but they are letting these lawmakers keep their outside income. This makes no sense. If they're going to get such a generous increase, then at the very least, there should be some restrictions on outside income. Well, we know a commission can't make that change. We know that the legislature is going to have to make that change for themselves, and they ought to. If you're going to be paid over $110,000 a year, At least limit the amount of outside income you can get. Because to give special interests this kind of access to our lawmakers makes no sense. Beam me up. To be continued. The Other Side at Midnight. Local Spotlight. I was flattered uh, to be invited to be a guest on Sid Rosenberg's morning show here on WABC yesterday. It was on yesterday in the 6 o'clock hour, and I got great feedback from my appearance from those of you who heard it, so thank you for that. But I was on primarily, I was talking about a whole bunch of things, but one of the things that we talked about was my suggestion that Lee Zeldin ought to run as the Republican next year for Suffolk County Executive. And then right after I was on, a little bit later, Lee Zeldin himself was on, and Sid was kind enough to bring up my idea. There's so many predictions what Lee Zeldin will do next. Miranda Devine wrote a column last week. It would have been nice to see him as the speaker, uh, Frank Marano, on this show this morning said his best move would be wait till next year, and Suffolk County executive, he gets to stay home with his gorgeous wife and gorgeous daughters and do that type of thing. And then, of course, the biggest rumor of all is you'll replace Ronna McDaniel come January, the RNC chair. What can and will you tell us this morning, Lee, the future of Lee Zeldin? What are you looking at right now? What's the leader in the clubhouse? Well, first off, the good news for Frank is that I don't want the 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. shift on the radio. (laughs) So his job is safe. I have to tell you, I think Suffolk County Executive... Particularly with a Republican legislature, which is what they have now, is such a better idea than running for chairman of the RNC. If you're chairman of the RNC, first of all, you have to fight a war to get elected chair of the RNC. But if you're chairman of the RNC, it's a different headache every day. You're caught between the Yunkin DeSantis faction of the party and the Trump faction of the party. Who needs that? And then every crazy thing that any Republican says, you have to go on TV and defend. You also have to go on on TV and defend positions that probably make you unelectable in New York in the future. Lee Zeldin is a real public servant. And if he runs for Suffolk County executive, I think it's the best thing for him, best thing for the GOP and the best thing for his family. It's a chance for him to operate and show that some of his ideas that he was campaigning on lower taxes, a better business climate, tougher policing issues that that can work especially when he's got a Republican DA there that he can partner with, a lot of jobs there that he can build a bench for future Suffolk County Republicans to run for office. The Democrat that is running for this position has already raised over a million dollars. Lee Zeldin is the GOP's best chance to turn this position from blue to red. And if he wants, there's no reason he can't run for governor again in four years and use this as a platform to do it and hopefully a track record of success. So if you... Think this is a good idea. I hope you'll reach out to Lee Zeldin and encourage him to run for Suffolk County Executive. Beam me up! To be continued.